Hello! And welcome back to Cinema Q, episode two. The super fun podcast where this crazy married couple tells you about movies you should watch. Mm-hmm. Ding! Ding! That could be an infomercial. Yeah, maybe that'll be our soundbite. To... Yeah. Ding! <laughs> Wonderful. So today we're going to talk about something that is more topical. Oof. So... As we mentioned in the intro podcast, if you haven't listened to that yet, go back, listen to that. That'll give you lots of context as to who we are and what the heck we're doing. But we are both Jesus followers, AKA Christians. We typically don't use that term. (laughs) It just has a lot of preconceived notions and connotations around it to the public anymore. So we say- If you know, you know. We say we love Jesus, we believe in the Bible, and we, Try our best to follow what God has for yes. us in our lives, uh, with the Spirit guiding our day. So, so for all intents and purposes, what? Pers- all-, <laughs> all intents, all intents all and purposes. For all intents and purposes, we're Christians. But obviously, if you are not a Christian or if you've heard anything about like what Christianity is, sometimes that can be just like a loaded word. So, yes, what Ian said, we follow Jesus. Follow Jesus, <laughs> and we want to bring that lifestyle and belief into our consumption of cinema. So welcome back. 100%. This is episode two, where we are going to talk about... What is wrong with Christian films? <laughs> so again, if we're Christians, why would we be roasting Christian films? Well, because everything deserves you know, healthy criticism. So we're, the next episode, we're also gonna roast secular films. But we really wanted to talk about this because the majority of the films that we're going to discuss and review with you guys are not like, quote unquote, like faith based films. But what we have discovered is that there is an element of the gospel, the Christian message, the message of Jesus as a savior in almost every single film, at least every successful. film. Yeah. Almost every story, film, book, novel of all time has this element of right of like an underdog Mm -hmm. character who rises to power. The unsung hero right. saves the day, sacrifices himself for the underlying people, and then there's like a redemption, hope kind of Resurrection thing. type thing. Exactly. Yeah. So we've noticed that that is a really popular theme, but we also have noticed that in Christian films themselves, for some reason, like it's just not like what everyone wants to go flood to the theater and watch. So we wanted to talk about what is wrong with Christian cinema and why the, why is that not more popular? Absolutely. And so we made our four points each. Uh, my assumption is oh, these are four. going to, oh yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> we it's supposed to be around four, but um, <laughs> it's probably good that you have more than four because I'm sure some of these critiques are going to overlap on what Ian thinks is wrong and what India believes is also wrong with Christian films these days. True. And shows, uh, Christian cinema in general. So let's dive in. What do you think is wrong with Christian film? Okay. My first point is I think they're really predictable. So truthfully, when I'm watching a Christian film, it feels like, okay, like here's this character, something bad is happening to them and they pray about it and then God fixes that issue and now their problems are solved and everyone's happy. And I don't wanna like name names because like the people who make these films so like have the best intentions, like they wanna share their faith with people. That's what the whole thing of faith is all about. So it makes sense, but I do think that predictability can kind of ruin it as a viewer when you're like, oh, if I'm watching a faith-based film, then my expectation is that someone who's in trouble is going to use faith to get out of trouble. And so it can just kind of be like a really simple formula. So it doesn't make a super interesting plot line. But yeah. And going along with that, so this this was actually one of my points as well as predictability, is that it's just not how life works yeah. with following Jesus. 
I mean, a lot of times God does do that. He does answer the big prayer. He does provide in the big game. It doesn't mean he likes the enemy team less because God, God seriously, genuinely loves everyone in these films and these fictional pieces that they build up of both like an atheist professor and a Christian student, the big bad football team or the good guys. Like it, it just builds up this um, atmosphere in the film of, yeah, something's wrong. I go through this hardship, I trust in Jesus, it's all fixed. And in life, that isn't always how it works. Right. And I would like to see some Christian cinema that's a little more honest about that, where it talks like about, even if you don't get things the way you wanted, it's like Jesus is still good. Right. And God is still faithful. And if we got everything the way we exactly wanted it to, that that might not be as good as, as Jesus originally has out for us. Right, and just like, the whole issue with like a vending machine Jesus is kind of something that I see in some of these films, which is like, like you said, in real life, when you're struggling with something, you definitely should be praying and asking for the Lord to like help you with that. But he's not a vending machine. He's not just gonna like, oh, boop, boop, the right prayer at the right hour. And now I have my issues solved. Like, it's more like, regardless of what happens, regardless if you give me any blessings, like I will still choose to like praise and pray to Jesus. Like that's kind of what real life Christianity I feel like is. And so it'd be nice to see more of those elements in some of these like Christian films. Yeah, and we do have a God that loves us and loves to, you know, shower us with favor. And he does do amazing, incredible things for our lives. Like people's Christians lives in general. Uh, but I, I just think Christian cinema could do a little better job of being honest about how to follow Jesus, even when things aren't going right. And in the end, don't end up right, because this is just a blip on eternity scale. Yeah. Um, this side of eternity is what we call it a lot is like everything may not, you know, come together on a, in a pretty bow on yeah. this side of eternity and on planet earth in our lifetime but still even then god is good and, right. and i think christian cinema could be a little less predictable lean in a little heavier into that space yeah because god doesn't promise that suffering is not going to happen he just promises that he'll be with you and provide a way and it'll of be worth hope it. right yeah. like so i think that's like the overarching message and again some of that can play into maybe if you're not a christian and you're watching christian film like a feeling of disappointment because mm -hmm. you're watching this going, oh, like, well, that's why I'm not in the faith is because it isn't like this in real life. So those are some yeah. some quick points. What's your Absolutely. next point? And I know there aren't as many Christian films as secular films out there. So this one is a little more forgiving uh, of why they haven't done this. But I, I feel like Christian films, it doesn't uh, go across a lot of genres is what I'm trying to mm -hmm. say, right? Like we don't see can that same God exist in a fantasy film or in a sci-fi film? And granted, budgets are lower. We might get to that. I don't know if you talk about this in one of your points or not. But it it is more difficult to have a variety of films. So they all kind of tend to be in one genre, which is just drama or romance. It's like family-friendly drama, too. Family-friendly, right. And so, I don't think I've ever seen like an R-rated Christian Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ, right? <laughs> which is tough to but watch. But it's a very but, literal Christian movie. Yeah. It's like literally the story of and Christ. And so... I think that's one of my issues is like, it, I don't think it speaks to everyone. It doesn't invite everyone in that may or may not be a Christian because it can't relate to everyone because it's it's a very niche, like all these Christian stories are being told about just like a mom, a dad, and a kid. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what if we, what if we got big with this and yeah. had a bigger, grander story that invited people with bigger imaginations into a space to still learn about the same God in a spot that's maybe made up? 
Totally. I will say there's a Christian film coming out soon called The Shift. Yes. And it's like a sci-fi Christian film. So it's like, that's awesome. I'm so glad we're finally getting to this place. But also it's 2023. Film's been around for like over 100 years. You know what I mean? So it's like, I want to see more of that where it's Christian films or like really like intense Mm faith-based stuff that's not just peachy king g-rated yeah and for sure we have things like chronicles of narnia right that we know kind of has a biblical undertone because of the author of the story but it's still not explicitly christian it's not talking about god jesus holy spirit in a world of like following jesus um it's it's a very fantastical and i'm thankful for those things but they're just far and few between right but i would say chronicles of narnia is a great representation of kind of how we're going to talk about the gospel is found in all these stories mm-hmm. and so many like traditional midwestern christian parents are like chronicles of narnia is amazing you can go watch that we're like awesome because they know that the author of the book c.s lewis was a christian and has this amazing atheist to christian story but i would argue harry potter has Almost the same storyline. These underdog kids go from the lowest of the lows to being the heroes of the day and defeat evil. But because there's like not a, like the author didn't have a Christian like background, like, or so to speak, it's like so heavily debated that that one's like not the same. So it's just interesting how people like contextually box out things and say, this one is Christian, this one is not, when really like, Jesus is in all of these things. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the exactly the comparison I was going to make was like, oh, I love Chronicles of Narnia. It has a witch and magic and talking animals and all of these things. And so how far-fetched is it to, you know, see Harry Potter in a similar lens that, yeah. that God could tell his story through a writer like J.K. Rowling? Uh, and the way that she set up the story is very paralleled to the gospel story. So... Uh, yeah, I, I think that's one of the ones is it feels a little less accessible to the wide audience because they're not getting unique with their storylines. They're starting to. Christian Films, you're doing it. You're getting We're there. Doing but, it. Uh, I think we need to press a little harder into that space. Totally. I think the other thing I'm going to point out for Christian Films, what's wrong with Christian Films part four, three, I don't know what number I'm on. Um, but just overall a poor quality, which can happen with a lack of budget. So again, not blanketing every faith-based filmmaker out there, but I am saying that like, when you watch the Avengers at the movie theater in the surround sound, it's like this insane thing. Like I'm not gonna make it light. <laughs> like it's amazing. But then if you watch a faith-based film, you might notice like, oh, that's some church basement that they're filming in, or that's out of focus, or the audio's off, or the acting isn't amazing. And again, that's usually not you know, to the fault of the directors or anything or the people who are making it, but it's just the overall budget is small because there's not a ton of interest in the faith-based film industry because what we're talking about, there's just not a lot of desire for a non-Christian audience to go, yes, I have to watch this because it's so literal. So I think all of that kind of coincides. And if there was a bigger budget and if there were like more of a non-Christian appeal to watching it, maybe if it's it transcended some genres, then I think there'd be a lot more opportunity to get some like stellar acting in those films and tell really solid faith-based storylines that people are just gonna like love. Yeah, absolutely. And to piggyback off of that, since most of my points have already been <clears throat> talked about. <laughs> we, we agree on a lot. Is, I think do. that's a good thing. Yeah, probably <laughs> for this so, podcast too, uh, is what's wrong with Christian cinema sometimes also is the audience. 
So I'm calling you guys out because they've tried to break into other genres. Like we saw, what was it, Noah? Is that what it was called? The one about Noah's Ark and it had, um, this is Sparta and that dude and Logan Lerman and all these like big name actors. Have you seen this? Okay. I so, like Logan Lerman though. She had a crush on him when he was I wrote his Jackson. name on my notebooks in high school. I was like, India Jade Lerman. All right, quick interruption for who were your uh, hol- uh, celebrity crushes growing up? Probably oh, Logan Tom Lerman. Holland, Logan Lerman, and Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, well, I didn't know Tom Holland yet, so. <laughs> well, he's Logan both of Lerman, now. <laughs> Logan Lerman, Josh Hutcherson, Zach Efron. Smart. And, and Zachary Levi. So, nice. Right there. Nice, yeah. Absolutely. Good guys. Oh, great guys. They're yeah. all nice. I, yeah. Well, I met one of them. I'm trying to think of who mine would be. Definitely Emma Watson growing up. Um, I'd say Cara Delevingne. Uh, she yeah. was one growing up. I saw on a couple of things. And, uh, oh, um, shoot, you guys are going to, The Notebook. Um, oh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Oh, all growing right. up, I'm I had a crush, crush on her. Too. Yeah, She's okay. great. See, we grew on that too. Okay. I have an acting crush. She's so good. Mm-hmm. Ugh, so. go. Going back to our point um, of what I think is wrong with Christian films is the response a lot of times that when Christian films try to break out and push the envelope a little bit for the sake of art, a lot of times us as audience members nitpick and tear it apart and are so angry that it's not biblically accurate here and we're arguing about this point and the representation of this over here and guys, it's it's... Filmmakers coming together to tell an interpretation. I think it's under it's it's important to understand the motives of the creators of the film, of if they're trying to keep this biblically accurate or tell a biblical story in a cinematic way that has some, you know, artistic bends and leans and 100%. changes oh, it's here. Artistic license. Yeah, their artistic license. Exactly. The word I was looking for. So I, I think that we need to be a little more able to go into the cinema and watch these with an appreciation for it is inviting conversation and instead of arguing and nitpicking a line of dialogue or a character or a casting or yeah. uh, interpretation of something from scripture um, which is important to talk about but when that's all we focus on and we miss out on the like noah was phenomenally done like the cinematography was beautiful and the way like water is so hard to animate and it was just it's about a flood spoiler alert um, that, you know, I, I wish that we could enter into a space of conversing about these films more often. So people are more encouraged to make out of the box Christian films uh, that tell versions of the biblical story. So I have so many examples of this. Exodus. Noah. Well, I was just going to say like Evan Almighty. Is that the one with yeah. Steve Carell? It's so funny. It's just a funny like. What's the word? Play. It's just a funny, like, I don't know, not spoof. It's not like making... a mockumentary? It's like kind of mocky, but it's not making fun of Christianity, but it is just yeah. a very funny, like, I would say family-friendly film that's loosely based on the concept of Noah and the Bible. And I know that there were Christians who were like, I wouldn't let my children watch this. And it's like... Yeah. Uh, but is it doing anything that damages your soul, that's hurtful to salvation? No, like yeah. it's it's a little funny and there's a time and place to be like, eh, that's not biblically accurate, but we know it's just creative license. Mm-hmm. It's Steve Krell, you know, I think there's a line and I was gonna say, oh, I was gonna say another one. So VeggieTales, <laughs> comment if you've seen VeggieTales. I grew up in a Christian like traditional home. So we watched VeggieTales cause I was born in the nineties, yo. But, um, 
VeggieTales is just this silly animated series for kids where these vegetables like take on biblical characters and like play out scenes from the Bible. And I remember I worked with this lady once who said that she stopped letting her kids watch VeggieTales because it wasn't biblically accurate. An asparagus and a tomato and a cucumber are talking to you. Of course it's not biblically accurate. I was like, uh... I mean, it's a it's an asparagus it's a piece of tomato like yeah. <laughs> it's like so i think we just have to have grace for the artistic interpretation because no like we all have seen like scripture is like a book and it is tiny text and it is an ancient text so sometimes it's not exciting to just crack it open and read it yeah, but i'm gonna make a movie about the story of numbers thankfully the, numbers. the holy spirit's alive <laughs> and is creative like i feel mm -hmm. like if god created the whole world he must be super creative so it humans yeah. embodying that same spirit and making silliness like from talking vegetables or steve carell embodying noah like i think we're allowed to like have some fun and just be able to like know that the gospel is serious but it can also be so like fun and beautiful too absolutely absolutely so and just laugh with you. christians yeah. you should oh be laughing gosh. come on yeah <laughs> i like God designed laughter. And I think we need to be able to enter into that space because I also think it's important to, if you are struggling on like, hey, I wanna consume this, maybe take my child to go watch this film, have a conversation before and after that just kind of sets a precedent of like, hey, going into this, this might not all be biblically accurate. So don't take this as God's word, the Bible, right? Um, and then afterwards discuss like, hey, what did you think was good? What did you like? What did you enjoy? Was this biblical or not? Hey, that was a really fun interpretive part, but also that's not biblically biblically accurate and i think those conversations like we can talk about things we need to we need to learn to talk about things more before put after, that on during, a t-shirt talk about things about that should be our new like t-shirts we that need we have to learn this. about wait what do you say we need to learn to talk about things yeah 100 percent. yeah and without our opinions on the front line and agendas 100%. up front like we've we've lost the art of being able to sit and converse and discuss and let it be okay that we disagree on things and so I think that that's why Christian cinema doesn't need to be torn apart. And I know the title of this is What's Wrong with Christian Films. <laughs> we had to get you in somehow. But we're not here to tear them apart. We're here to encourage them to do better, appreciate yes. the things that are done well, and then encourage further growth because it's an important... God is... God Say is it. the best storyteller of all time. The greatest creator of all time. So as Christians creating Christian films, we should strive to be like our creator and be the best storytellers and the best creators out there. And I don't know what genre that might lean into. It might be me as a Christian filmmaker who hasn't made a Christian film yet. I made a horror film and a sci-fi and other, you know, documentary style, but romance, whatever. I guess what like I think about this, I was at a conference and someone really wise shared that Christianity shouldn't be a genre, but it should be the foundation to what you do. Yeah. So I don't think we need to say, I'm a Christian actress, I'm a Christian filmmaker, but instead, like, I am a filmmaker, and every day I wake up with the power of Jesus inside of me and the end goal of glorifying him in everything I do. Including creating. <laughs> so whatever you do, you've got Jesus with you, yeah. let's roll. Like, that's kind of where I think I'm coming from. I think that's yeah. where, yeah. Absolutely, like, one, of, one of my uh, favorite actors is Denzel Washington, and he loves the Lord, but, 
he exemplifies that by lifestyle, by being on set with people that aren't like him, by being an example everywhere he goes, by participating in stories that are really, really great, where he's invited now to the table and brings his love of Jesus to the space like, like the Oscars and to those award ceremonies and to the tables of friends that may not, may not know the Lord. And, yeah. and I love that it's not, he's not titled as, oh, the Christian actor Denzel. Like, he's known for his craft and his art and his gift. And through his lifestyle, Jesus is exemplified in all that he does. 100%. Not perfectly, because he's not a perfect man, but I appreciate people like that willing to enter into the space of Hollywood and be a light for Jesus while doing life with people that aren't like them. 100%. 100%. Because how else would they know? Absolutely. TBH. So I'm out of points. So what you okay. got? What you got? <laughs> My last point, um, just to wrap up what is wrong with Christian films, is not a ton of diversity, and that can be in thought, in age, in ethnicity, in geography, in expression of faith, denomination, etc. So obviously diversity is like one of those buzzwords that you see all the time, but I really feel like it's more than just ethnicity and racial skin color, but diversity is like so broad, and I feel like in Christian cinema, I like again, don't want to just say this is true for all of them. I haven't seen all of them, but it's so common where you have like a nice white Southern couple who goes to the Southern Baptist church and we pray on Sundays. Did you play one of those roles? It sounds like you did. <laughs> I sure did not, but I really could. And it's just like this very kind of cliche yeah. thing. And that, that exists. And it does that, exist. But not in every single one. It does exist. And to be honest, it's probably the target demographic. Yeah. So you're making a film for, you know, you know exactly who's funding the film. So you know who you're making it for. But again, if the whole point of a Christian film is to create a truth telling story of how powerful and amazing Jesus is and to spread his gospel to other people, how is making a film for people who already believe that how is that going to spread it and make it yep. exciting for someone who doesn't know the it Lord to watch? in people like them. Correct. So I think more representation ethnically is cool because not like white people aren't the only people that know Jesus. Like it is Christianity is a worldwide religion and faith. And there's so Jesus isn't white. Also, Jesus isn't Spoiler white. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Say everyone. it again. <laughs> But there's just so much there, as well as denominations. Again, like I, yeah. I think we all kind of see this like very traditional, either Baptist or Methodist kind of view of Christianity in film. When they're, you know, praise tambourines, Pentecostal, you know, there's all kinds of like apostolic uh, denominations with like different ways that they dress. There's all kinds of expressions of faith, and I think just seeing that in film more would be, I don't know, just like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, but absolutely, I agree with that, and. It just needs more representation overall to invite people not like them into the into the theater. It, I mean, it's most films, even good Christian films that I've seen, are released in a small amount of theaters, if any at all, um, because they're still not targeting and available. They don't they don't seem available to everyone uh, that wants to hear a good story. So I, I think Christian films can like. We need a space for the ones that are being told now, but I, I think maybe a new era, a new development for new style of Christian films that invites more people into the room that maybe aren't believers might be an important step in uh, sharing the gospel through cinema. Yeah, 100%. I could rant on and on about different things in culture and film and how Christians are perceived, but I think in the next episode, what's wrong with secular films 
I think I'll save those comments for then because I'd like to keep carrying this discussion on there. And there's stuff that's wrong with normal film too, you know? Normal film? Well, so Christian <laughs> film isn't normal film? No, I, I, I don't know thoughts. if the word secular is the right word because it sounds it kind so... kind of has a negative connotation. Yeah, it sounds so wacky. Them. But yeah. Oh, the I don't, others, the non-Christian I don't like the them. And the, so we're not here to uh, cause too much divisiveness. You can completely disagree with us and you are still welcome here in the comment section and in this space and as part of the Cinema Q family. 100%. Uh, but in Wait, the... Cinema Q family? Yeah. Cinema fam? Cinemic fam? Ooh, cinemic fam could be like a cinnamon. Mc... And so thank you for coming to episode two of Cinema Q. This is India and Ian. Thanks, and guys. And we are signing off on wait, what wait, wait. is wrong with this Christian This is India film. and Ian and Apajin. Thanks for joining episode two. Of Cinema Q. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you next time.